Exponential Trust Times is the unique AI channel of trust that offers an innovative formula of mentoring at scale for youth people from all around the world. I'm Dr. Lobna Kari, Executive AI Strategy Growth Advisor and Digital Transformer for Fortune 500 and 440 for more than two decades and the President of AI Exponential Thinker. We invite AI researchers and AI practitioners with exponential AI experience dedicated to build technology for millions of customers and users at a global scale. Our guest is Dr. Shafika Shitawi, the Group Chief Data Officer of Suez Group. Hi, Shafika. Hi, Lovna. It's, it's really my pleasure to have you today with us in AI Exponential Thinker. And thank you for joining the discussion about AI for exponential business. Thank so, you for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So let's start by, by talking a little bit about your story. You obtained your PhD in applied mathematics in 2007 to find yourself a couple of years later uh, as the head of research and innovation at L'Oreal, head of data science in Terra Data, and from 2018, the chief data officer at Suez Group. So to get inspired with our young audience, uh, we are curious to know more about your story to achieve this wonderful career in the universe of digital transformation and data science. So uh, as you mentioned, Lobna, I began my career and uh, even my studies in data. I always been in data. I had a PhD in computer science and, um, and mathematics. Uh, so um, it was really something uh, on which we believed how to use data to improve business uh, facts and business impacts. And that's why I began my career in consulting about data mining because it wasn't uh, yet big data and data science things, but it was data mining and after in L'Oreal and now in Suez, uh, because I do believe that um, we cannot anymore work only in intuition things on impacts, but we need to uh, add factual things during historical data, all the knowledge we have everywhere, mix it with the intuition that the experts have to make the better decision. So this is why I think data plus business, it's really the future and tomorrow we should really base our uh, knowledge and the decision on, baby, baby, uh, on, on data plus the expertise as well. We'll go through this, uh, this great experience that you have in, in Suez uh, a group. Um, today you, you occupy the position of chief data officer, right? And you are leading the digital transformation strategy of the first private provider of water in the world. When we say water, it means life, right? Uh, in, in 2019, the company had around 90,000 uh, collaborators around the world. For our audience, how was this journey so far? And what are the main challenges that you need today? Yeah. So the the yeah, as you said, it's um, the the um, uh, an, uh, international provider of environment in water and waste. So we have both fields, and we are driving the data transformation within the group today. Um, I would like to, to say that in Suez, the usage data is not new because we are obliged to make the monitoring service monitoring of the water and the waste conception for our clients. So it's not new. But what is new? How we leverage IA. BI, the new technologies to make really more um, benefits from the data on three objectives. The first one is how to improve the performance, which is sure with data, with IA, with, we can really improve our operators, our clients, our, our sales 
Secondly, it's about um, how to improve the relation or the satisfaction of our clients, making more transparency of the services, providing more, um, you know, uh, coaching service and environment and not only the service of like water distribution and waste. And third, um, which is what we are trying to do now, also how to imagine and build new business models thanks to the data we have internally and thanks to open data also external to provide new digital service to our clients. Uh, we don't want anymore to be only service water distribution and, and waste collection um, experts, but also how thanks to digital IA, we can really provide um, additional services uh, for our clients, always in the aim of having uh, uh, the best environment, sustainable, sustainable environment uh, all, over, all over the world. You talk about sustainable environment. Um, like, can, like, do you have like one example, let's say, like that you can share with us in order to because sustainable uh, climate change and you know sustainable future, it's one of the main uh, topics and, and and preoccupation of the world today. Can you share with us maybe one example, either from your 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 perspective or outside, or let's say from your group or outside mm -hmm. as well. There are a lot of examples, I think, where yeah. data can be key for it. Uh, one of them is how to better recycle uh, our material, how to make, how to better sort it uh, to, to improve the quality of the recycled uh, material we have, uh, how uh, we detect uh, better uh, in confirming waste uh, in our uh, plants to avoid uh, mixing uh, materials, um, uh, uh, how to better, for example, detect or predict the pressure on our water networks to avoid, you know, uh, changing the, the, the pipes um, regularly. So it's different ways how to improve also uh, predict the quality of the water of our, uh, the sea waters. Yeah, you have so many examples than problematics. And uh, really the aim of CUS is to, 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 to be the, 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 the number one on sustainable uh, environment services by 2030 to reduce uh, the, the carbon emission also of our clients. Yeah. So how to put a KPI, how to put uh, the sensors uh, to follow this, um, the, this impact and how to coach our clients to reduce it uh, on, on, on improving the processes. To, to, to go through the same process and, and to gain from your knowledge as well for your customer. Great point. So let's talk about technology, uh, transparency and trust. From your experience in the data science uh, for more than a decade and from your perspective, firstly, how, how can we build transparency and trust technology? And what are the more exciting AI projects that, that generally young audience uh, has to handle today? Mm. Trust, ethic, and transparency are very key in IA to avoid what we call the black box. Sometimes when you have some algorithm, we don't know how the decision was made. And sometimes you have some people saying that IA is not ethic, IA is not good, IA will take the power, IA will make false decision. And I think this is key to, to let people understand that IA is very helpful. But it's not the IA which is not ethic. It's the man who will put the data in it. So we all know that garbage in, garbage out, and IA and the algorithm are only providing the output of what we put in input. So um, in my team, are really, uh, uh, yeah, we are really focusing on the good data we have, the bias we put on the data. Be sure that there is no bias on it. Choosing our projects uh, and be sure that we are 
transparent with the clients. You have, you know, in Europe, Europe um, European uh, regulation, we have the RGDP, uh, which also uh, really handling this part of uh, personal data. We are not allowed to do whatever with the data. So this is something where US is very, you know, um, yeah, you know, very aware. taken aware, aware and very, very conscious about that. Uh, and for the data science algorithm, we are, we, we, we also try to be really conscious on it to to not use data for not an ethic uh, issue and make it the more transparent for our clients of the usage of the data we have. And, and I said, like, I used to work with uh, Cathy Baxter and Kate Burbett from the World Economic Forum at Salesforce. And we, we used to, to, to think much more on business processes as well. Like data, as you said, and you're right, it's, you know, we use it for AI, so for sure we need to focus on it, right, to see if there's any bias and for sure there's bias, so we need to work, to work on it, right, to fix those aspects. But in the same time, we need to work on the business processes. So, like, do you have, like, is it something that you focus on as well in, in, your, in your work from your perspective or perspective of your collaborators as well? I think there is a balance to find uh, to find if I'm if I'm taking an example as a client if I'm we explain to me for which usage we are I'm given my data and what benefit I will have I will accept the usage if uh, we are using my data without my consentment and without any added value for me I will refuse it so really it's a balance of what the client will accept to give and what service he would like to to have but the transparency as you said is the best way to make business thanks to data so it's not because business is first and i, I will use the data whatever i want no it's business is good but if the client accepts it, it, it there is a, a kind of uh, you know consentment uh, agreement let's say agreement between between both sides uh, so, so this is for me what's best in business, how to use business if the client accepted and wanted and will we accept the usage of data. Um, and since we talk a little bit uh, before about sustainable future and take it from the climate change perspective, um, and we have young audience, right? So my point is, what, what are the, the, the topic, let's say it like this, that you can invite like young young audience a young student you know young uh, software engineers who who handle those topics in order to help the world community to to use ai in a good way and and help uh, their community and their society to, to live better life in the future i think what what i can say to the young generation what is most important is the impact of ia and not of the beauty of the algorithm uh, we have a lot of data science in the uh, university, and I was one of one of them saying, "Hey, I have ninety percent of good prediction. I'm happy about it, and I, and we are trying to compute with each other to to make it better." I think in the in the we should explain people whatever the percentage of accuracy is. It's not the most important. The most important the impact and what I'm letting, um, what I'm improving uh, of it, and I think. We still, in some, you know, uh, academies, thinking more about the beauty. I'm saying the beauty of the algorithm than the really the impact. Um, and what I'm pushing also the teams every time is before doing the algorithm, make it the most predictive one. Understanding the business, being on the choose of the guy who will make the decision, it is the best way to 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 make the best algorithm. The best algorithm is the one who fits the most the pain point and really solving the most problems, whatever its accuracy is.
yeah, and, and give the, the the biggest satisfaction to the customer, right? Within our within the ethics, for sure, right? So exactly. So you're you're right, and probably it's not. Um, if I can add one one uh, compliment, what you said, I mean one feedback, additional feedback, because you're right. Data science is important because it's helping us going so fast, right? And 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 bringing much more value to our businesses. But in the same time, you are definitely right that it's not about uh, algorithms. It's about business, but it's also about uh, trying to understand uh, what makes their life better, you know, how they can perform more. And this is, we cannot handle it only from a perspective of data scientists or researchers. We need to understand them and we need to um, onboard them uh, and, and listen to them. And I think in data science, there is a lot of, you know, people who cannot understand this part and they need, you know, to be, I, and I can understand because we have a lot of ambassadors that are scientists and AI explanation thinker. And, you know, having the, you know, uh, I'm very important. I'm here, I'm very important. Uh, I said, okay, you are very important, but the other ones are very important as well. So we need to, to think together, right? Not to think yeah. from a perspective of, of a data engineer or a software engineer or machine learning engineer, right? We need to think from different perspectives. This is the added value that we can bring. So you're exactly. deeply right. I like I, I like what you said, and and we need to say to people that being a data scientist it doesn't mean you are the only one who can bring value in the company. Uh, and yeah, and yeah. you can see it. Um, I, I, I think you have noticed in, in, in the market today, we have a lot of projects. We are not going in the production. I think it's one of your common question, but yeah, yeah um, this is the reason why, because if you are thinking only about accuracy of a data science part algorithm, we are missing the whole thing. Do we have a good ROI on this algorithm? Is it sure. worth it to put it in production? Do we have the good data on it? Do we have a sponsor on it? Because if you don't have a sponsor, if it's a good algorithm, you can put it in production, no one will use yeah. it. Uh, um, am I using the good technology? Uh, is my algorithm robust? So to, to, to really reach a powerful and good data project, you need a list of recipe and you don't want only the algorithm. You need to have a good use case. You have a, need to have a project owner, someone who is sponsoring this project and he will use it and put it in its process because if it's sure. only a tool and it's not in the business process, no one will use it. You need to be an agile way because we know that uh, it's not a, the V cycle, you know, you have an input, you have a problematic and you come back. You need to have the cycle with the data science because every time you show data, every time the business will say, hey, okay, I haven't thought, thought about this, please add me this figure. So we need to work together. And so the product owner, the scrum master, which is more IT or data engineer and the data science should be really working together in an agile way to discover together the data and always having a roadmap on data to fully fit with the pain point and to be sure that it will be implemented and will be accepted by the people because sure. the project owner who is doing, who's saying, hey guys, I need this algorithm, I need to do this prediction, is not the one who will use it at the final way. So we need to implement and to federate with the people who will use it to explain what is in for me? It means it's not a, a process or a tool or an IA will take your place. Is it really to complement you and augment you? You know, the, the, the yeah. word we, we always hear. It's here to help you uh, make the um, automate things, help you uh, being more powerful and in work. And this is what we call the change management. So this is one of the recipes as well. I don't know if I, I mentioned before, but change management is key. We can have the best algorithm, the 
best accuracy, the best return on investment. If the people who will use it doesn't accept it, you can wait You're a long right. time. You're right. Um, and I, uh, I like what you said about, about the fact that it's many parameters. And when you, you, you need to think about this checklist, right? Exactly, recipe. Yeah. I have this I, I like checklist. eating, so recipe for me. <laughs> Long checklist, not a very short one, right? Exactly. In order to be sure that the product or the service, or at least the first version, yep. uh, can go into the production and can be scaled after that and use exactly. it, right? So this is all the, um, the issue that we need to handle every single day. So in different roundtables, uh, you are invited to in to interact with other chief data officers about data governance and digital transformation. Mm -hmm. From a general perspective, how you perceive the data governance maturity so far in the French market? And what are the main key points for any successful digital transformation today? Uh, so uh, depends on the area. For example, if we take banks and insurance, I think there are a little bit well advanced in data governance because of regulatory. So they have already data stewards people, data owner, data quality manager. So um, I think it's it's mature enough from a regulatory point, point of view. Okay. If we talk about other industry and even in the banks and insurance from a quality point of view, performance, customer satisfaction, I think we still have a, a, a lot of work to do because I think the five last years, uh, we worked on this transformation through technology at the mm -hmm. beginning, we had a lot of providers working with us saying, hey, put this data lake, it will make all your life easy, make this tool of analytics, it's a, it's a, it's a big platform, it will be like, uh, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> a, a quick win, uh, make it and put a lot of money. And now I think a lot of companies putting some CDU in their organization because they understood that it's not a matter only of technology. Technology for sure, we need it, but we should not begin by this. Um, what we are doing here in Framework and Suez, we are working on, on three acts, if I may simplify it. Yeah. It's technology part, for sure, with the IT, uh, working on what we need, like tools. Organizational part, because we need to have data rules inside the company, expert rules, data engineer, data scientist, uh, data visualization. And we need to have operational data experts as well, the data stewardship and data owner, people who are in charge of the quality of the data in a daily work. Uh, because we cannot like say, hey, I will fix the quality once I have the reporting. No, you have to fix it at the source. So this is organizational. And the third, which is a really most important one, is the cultural one. Cultural, it means how we improve the way of people thinking about IA, the way of thinking about people of data. You have some people who think that putting a data in a system is administrative action. Oh, I'm obliged to do it because my manager asked me to do it. So I'm losing my time. I'm doing administration. So you have this kind of people doesn't really know what the data and why it's important to put it. And you have other people who think that IA is magic and things that, hey, when I have a data project with IA, my life would be much easier. I will really uh, change my, my job and do other things. So for me, cultural is very important to avoid this magic thing, to demystify what is IA, what it could bring and saying it's a mean, it's not an objective, it's you have to answer to a pain point and not like saying, hey, I have 100 years of data, please come and see whatever, what you can do with it. No, see, what is your pain point? I answer to it, but it's really a pain. 
and to avoid having other people doesn't know and they are not federated and they are not in the transformation saying, hey, data will not help me because I have the expertise. I know my plant. I know my process. I don't, know to put, I, I don't need to put it somewhere because I already know it. So these are the three uh, parts, uh, which I think very key uh, to avoid this only technology part here. Yeah, and Shafika, my point is, uh, uh, what is the hardest between the, the axes that you, like you, you make a summary for sure, there's much more work than this and it's a huge work, right? But <laughs> if you have to focus on the hardest one today, I mean, the hardest in general, not in Sweden, I mean, in general. Cultural one, I will say for sure. Human. That's why I put People. it human. People, People. understanding that, um, yeah, as I said, what it can bring, what cannot bring, what is the prerequisite to make it happen is not magic. The fact that all of us are responsible of it and not like the data office, I will go and they are magic, they will do magic for me. So really um, explaining to everyone in the company that it's one has its role to play in this transformation and not like a top-down thing is this key. And to make it, um, it make it concrete, we need to work with them on concrete projects because you can make cultural with training, e-learning. This is good, but it's not enough. It's you not have enough. to be on the job. You have to be on the job to explain on some example concretely what it is because it's the best way that people will engage and you know um, uh, see themselves working on this area and explaining what is good, what is not good, and taking advantage of it and saying, hey, this one I take it, this one I don't take it now, and make them sh choose uh, what they can take from this technology and this way of working. And it's something that it's, it's logic because people learn from not only theory, but practicing. Exactly. So we need to uh, invite them and, and bring uh, the knowledge uh, to their understanding. And when you, once you achieve this, uh, at least at some level, right, they will, they will come back and say, oh, I understand this. So probably I have a topic here. I have a pain point here. I have an issue here. Uh, is, it, is it something that you can help me? You know, and it's much more in this way that generally we can go and accelerate a little bit the digital transformation, yeah. let's say. But taking yeah. from the technical aspect, I think we need to think that technology today is an enabler, a powerful enabler, but it's, 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 it should remain and still there. And okay. all the other aspects is much more about people and businesses and customers. Exactly, it's not an end. And uh, to understand this, because technology is easy, you have a roadmap of one, two years, you put the tools and say, hey, what's happening? Saying that it's a culture, you need to wait a little bit more. Change like the culture is not one, two years. You don't implement <laughs> a tool and it's working. You have to work. And what we say also, and, and the team is like a snowball, you know, you make it grow small by small, little by little, and not like saying, hey, uh, can I have this one year transform all your team? So this need from the COMEX, from the direction, uh, really understanding that it's a long journey. And uh, we have uh, one uh, sentence we say uh, within the team is think big knowing what is the target, start small, really beginning very small, and show value fast to keep people engaged. So this is really key. And if I can also give an advice on this, this is really important in transformation. Don't put your high things and begin with the highest and the more hard uh, place. Begin small with the more uh, valuable thing, because we have some small project with a lot of valuable thing to show the value, to keep people engaged and saying, hey, this is a good example, the wow effect project, and make the snowball growing slow by slow 
to reach a real transformation. A transformation, it's not technology, a transformation is human and cultural, and human and cultural, it takes time. And, and I, um, I want to uh, jump on, on, on this part, especially because I used to talk to executives generally, and they are really sometimes, in some, for some of them, it's like frustrated, you know, about the fact that they see outside in the market and ecosystem that AI is magic and it's going so fast and it's, it's pretty amazing in some way, but from their perspective, it's pretty amazing in all the way and fast for sure and not very expensive. So, and then when they jump in their company inside, right? And they have the, the collaborators and they are a director or whatever, they saw that it's, it's slow. Mm. It's not going that like in the same, let's say in the same level. Rather that they start, you know, there's a lot of stuck points mm. settled in the company and saying, no, 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 no. No one is doing the right job, but it's not true because there is some misunderstanding between what we see outside and what the, this executive or top manager is seeing inside. Okay. And unfortunately, someone is projecting something, the other one will project another thing, and it's, you know, it's, you need to work on it, but it's really hard for people inside the company to explain to the executive as well to say, we are doing this and this, and it will take a little bit of time. And he said, no, 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 no. Outside, they told me that it's going so fast. So why I bring you uh, uh, 50 million and there's nothing fast. So there's a very big gap and we, we need to work on educating and reducing those buzz, you know, and those trends, not true trends, let's mm. say it like this, in mm. order to help the people who are, you know, the owner of data and business to go and you know say okay we did this like you said start small and focus more and and do it and show and mm. then upgrade and go more right this is the approach mm. but for them it's my for no 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 see big and then go fast exactly <laughs> and since you said yeah. that's main point culture yeah you are right we have to exactly explain that it's more cultural than technical uh, you know transformation and uh, I always uh, discuss with my partners, external partners, because sometimes they are pushing this idea that technology is very good, it's magic. And I really explain that it's really a win-win um, strategy if they say that technology is a good enabler, but you need to have a strategy internally. And I will say the same thing internally saying, okay, I need this technology because it's very powerful, but I need a, 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 an internal strategy. And most of my partners today, they, they have the mix of the, the, of the, 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 the I'm seeing the, the, the discussion, the approach, because we will help them because we will integrate them and they will help us because not saying only technology is good. So I think it's go through the acculturation of our, um, you know, um, COMEX and the, the one who make decision on budget and also on our partners and the market, not over uh, sell, um, you know, the, the, the technology, which is good, but it cannot do 100% of the work if people are not ready to use it, are not ready to, to, to put it in their processes. So we don't need to have it. With more than 50,000 young people empowered in time of pandemic and uncertainty, we are grateful to our remarkable guests with exponential experiences and from great organizations such as Amazon, World Economic Forum, Harvard, Google, Berkeley, and more. Thank you to our great audience 
and keep tuned for this new episode in the unique AI channel of trust by AI Exponential Thinker.